Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from the Happy Self Publisher. Did you know the biggest obstacle writers face is not skill or talent? It's getting started writing. Whether you don't know what to write or have trouble finding the time, the Happy Self Publisher has a challenge for you. A free 14-day writing challenge, that is. This free challenge meets you where you are and takes you as far as you want to go. You will receive one challenge a day for 14 days with a variety of fun and thought-provoking writing exercises, plus mind-opening writing and creative challenges. Visit thehappyselfpublisher.com to join the free 14-day writing challenge today and get yourself writing now. Well, it's been quite a week, right? We've got quarantines and COVID-19 and working from home, and it almost feels like we're waking up in a different world each and every day. I had planned on talking a little bit about the positive news I've actually seen about COVID-19, and I will do that very soon, but not for this episode. Because today, Wednesday, March 25th, 2020, I woke up to a different world. When I woke up to the news that the man we call Dad, Crazy Larry, or Yosemite Sam, had died at home during the night. He had not been well for a long time, and this wasn't exactly unexpected, but it also wasn't exactly expected either. Ironically, today's show was going to be a continuation of last week's episode, which was called Yosemite Sam's Daughters Don't Take No Guff. We had myself, Carrie, and Jenny on that episode. Our sister Erin had been unable to join us, but she had a few things to add and some corrections to make. So she and I had recorded last Saturday to fill in the gaps and share some more stories about Crazy Larry, as you'll hear today. We ended that call talking about how we could possibly have him record some more of his funny stories for us, and I had planned on calling my mom yesterday to check in and see how they were both doing, with all that's going on now with the COVID-19 virus, and also to talk to her about how we could set him up to record. We have to capture this before he's gone. Yeah, I know. He's told, he tells good stories, and that's what I want to say about Larry Vandywalker is... Very complicated person, very complicated person, obviously a little crazy, maybe a lot crazy, honestly. This just seems like a cautionary tale for all of us right now and a good reminder to take the time and make the time to call the people you love and care about and maybe even record those stories you want to hear before it's too late. But back to Crazy Larry. Let's just say he was one of a kind. A relationship with him was as much an endurance test as anything else. He could be beyond charming and funny, and there's no doubt he was a natural storyteller, musician, and entertainer. We grew up listening to him playing the guitar and singing, and we often sang along. A couple of his favorites were Rye Whiskey and Dang Me. And as idyllic as that sounds, it wasn't always easy, because Larry was a complicated man who put us through our paces in one way, shape, or form. Just like the old saying, when he was good, he was very, very good. And when he was bad, he was terrible. In spite of that and the complications it caused in our relationships with him, we all loved him anyway. He was a character, one of those rare, mad geniuses who struggle with a lot of things and live life very much on their own terms. And I respect that about him, even though I certainly didn't always agree with him. So, in celebration of the man who made all of our lives more interesting and entertaining, and someone I learned my love of stories from, we dedicate this episode to Larry George Vandywalker. 
This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As usual, this episode includes swear words. Stay with us for more about our dad, also known as Yosemite Sam, and a fun story from Aaron's husband, Van, about his son, genius boy number three. Aaron and I got together to correct some details from last week's episode, which leads us to a funny and interesting discussion about the man we call Dad. So I'm just adding to the story of Yosemite Sam, King of California episode, because <laughs> the Seasters got it a little wrong with, with uh, our Some father, of the details? With Yosemite Sam. So he, okay, so, and I totally can understand this because I have this thing with rocks. Oh, God, so do I. And so do you. But, and I don't think then, well, I can't say that you, it doesn't fall far from the tree because you're not his biological daughter, but there's something about Barry that he loves gold and he always has. And he, he's very, very intelligent in, in certain ways and very like ingenious. And he came up with a device that extracted gold like liquid gold out of sand. So when I say that you got it all wrong, you didn't get it all wrong, but it wasn't dirt. It was buckets of sand and it came from like Nevada. Came from Los <laughs> that's Texas. still funny though. It is funny. Well, <laughs> well that's oh. funny, but he actually got it to work to some degree, but it was- No, I believe that. He is a, like a, right. a crazy genius. He is. So another thing that he did, and this just needs to be incorporated into some episode, but he- um, there is a chiropractor in our town who no longer practices. I think he's retired, but way back when our dad invented a chiropractic chair that is still used today, like widely used called the Jensen three. And Hmm. that I did not know this. No, that, but even Van's dad knew about it and was talking to me about it recently. And I, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a big, deal but i just don't think he had the business like know how to protect himself he's got like an engineering type mind yeah he, for sure he yeah, yeah he's like genius level on that kind of shit i would say for sure yeah for, yeah and then then and you guys the do too side, okay yeah. on the flip side of that because he has this affliction or addiction to rocks like i do we had like a and not an easement we just used it as an easement even though we weren't supposed to the people that lived right behind us had a driveway that just ran right down the back of our at the end of the backyard right our backyard ended and their backyard started yeah so the driveway was right in the middle and we would cut through there all of the time we ever we did for 45 50 years get to the other side of the block easily yes and so larry and and one of his not so brilliant moments he also loved turquoise Oh yeah. Golden turquoise. And he must have walked back through into their driveway and he was like, holy shit, I struck gold. (laughs) I mean, no turquoise. There was turquoise all over in the driveway and he spent hours picking it up. No, 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 he did. And, And at the point I don't know how how many days after, but he found out 
<laughs> that they had emptied out their fish aquarium oh, of their fish rock. <laughs> oh my god, I laughed so hard, and so did he. That I'm surprised we are still alive because I don't think that I've ever laughed so hard ever. Okay, him laugh that hard at himself. Was like it was joyful. Did he, did, he ever, did he ever tell you the story of when him and his buddy ran the car off the cliff in Mexico? Um, well, I heard, I heard about that story in a very, very delusional way when he was in the hospital, when there was a donkey named Dan. And I'm pretty sure this is the same story, only you've got the real one, so let's hear it. I don't, I don't remember everything. I and mean, it's like, I wish, honestly, I wish, I wish he was with it enough to come on and tell some of his stories, because I was oh thinking God, about this earlier. Yeah, I'm like, good. he is an awesome storyteller. And then they put it, like, got put in Mexican jail for like i don't know how long and they were like and they both had different stories (laughs) one part i do remember (laughs) it was a brand new t-bird which is a convertible t-bird i don't even know where they got the car was it named dan (laughs) i don't know i don't remember hearing about the donkey but this is the part i remember so they are like obviously out of their mind who the fuck knows they're young stupid and probably drunk right tijuana and then Tijuana, and they decide that for whatever reason, they're going to run this brand new T-Bird off a cliff because they just think it's going to be cool. Okay, we can see a few things about our family right here. I'm thinking back to some <laughs> things people have done in the name right. of like, oh, that might be cool. Anyway, <laughs> so they rig it up so it's going gonna, it's gonna to go off the cliff, but their plan is that they're going to act like they went down with it and survived. Maybe that was it. They were going to be like big like heroes for surviving this for brand. Who? There were no video cameras Who the fuck then? knows? Well, that, okay. So before they run it off the cliff, they take turns like bashing themselves with rocks. Oh my like, God. Him, oh <laughs> I think he might have twisted this story up a little to make it sound not so bad. Because, like I said, driving the car off the cliff might be like a or something else that might have happened. I don't know, but so they beat themselves up and they like were all bloodied and battered. And oh then they God. ran it off and they put a rock on the thing and they let it go and it ran off the cliff. Um, like, obviously, there was no breaking. You know, there was no sign of breaking or anything. So immediately they were suspected. Obviously, they weren't beat up. By, well, he said we were all scabbed up because we Idiot. beat ourselves up. I know. It's like it was hard to feel sorry for him. Some of the things he got himself into, like when he walked off the ship and uh, basically said, fuck you, motherfuckers, with his golf bag. Oh. Yeah. He walked off, I think it was in uh, Pearl Harbor. Because no. he helped build Pearl Harbor, and he something happened. He, somebody pissed him off. And oh, no, he, there's more to this story, and there was redemption at the end of it. Well, right, but he got put in the brig, and they, yeah. he thought he was going to be killed. Right, because he would not do something that the general or whomever was about yeah, him Yeah, he didn't agree with it. Because it was wrong. He was exonerated just in the last, like, seven years by the VA. Oh, because that's good. He, because yeah, yeah he, he was, was dishonorably dis- discharged. Yes. But, and then but I just love the ver- I just love the vision of him with his golf bag walking off that ship because he was a good looking guy, <laughs> you know, in his navy whites. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm going golfing, and he didn't come back. <laughs> he truly was a character, and we will miss him. 
R.I.P. Dad. You sure had one hell of a run. Stay with us through the break for a story from our brother-in-law about how one of his sons achieves genius boy status. Do you wish you had someone you could tell your secrets to? Would you like to be able to share your secret in a safe, supportive environment? Are you ready to take a brave step forward and release your secret anonymously to me at Tell Your Secret, a bold new podcast and service where you can share your secret and also hear other people's secrets on the podcast of the same name? If your answer was yes to any of these questions, I would absolutely love to chat. Reach out to Kim, the coloring book coach at tellmeyoursecret.club. And now on to Van and his story. So I'll tell you the story of genius boy number three. So I have, okay, so background. So I have, I have four children, uh, three boys, then a girl. Um, I often refer to my boys as genius boy number one, two, and three. Uh, Boy number one actually is borderline genius, so that one is legit. Um, <laughs> boys, no, boys number two and three earn their genius titles through through other means. Um, I might tell the story of genius boy number two later, but we'll start with we'll start with genius boy number three. Um, so genius boy number three, so he earned his title uh, through history class uh, when, during his senior year. Um, he. <laughs> I was tracking, I was tracking his grades, you know, kind of through the course of the, the semester. And it was, you know, he's doing reasonably well. He's, you know, he's A minus, B plus ish. And, uh, you know, and then gets to the end of the semester. And, uh, and then one day it comes up and it's, and it's F. I mean, he's like flat out failed. And so I contact the teacher and I ask like, what, what exactly happened? Because I was following the grades along, you know, doing the, you know, the, the, not really the helicopter parent thing, but you know, tracking his grades as they're progressing through the semester. And he says, "Well, I uh, have to tell you a little bit about Justin. Uh, you know, he uh, concerned that uh, about his, you know, his attitude. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like he has, you know, proper respect for authority." And I said, "Well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really sound like does sound like Justin, but you know, do you have? Uh, can you give me some examples?" And like. Let me just let me just show you something here, and I'll send you an email. Yeah. So then, so what I what I came to find out was that he had a, a history assignment that was that was due, and when and they had to you know write this paper and and had to submit it uh, through Google Docs or something like that, some online site, and he decided to uh, send it in. Bullshit assignment dot doc. You know, send. <laughs> nice. I love this kid for doing that. <laughs> bullshit assignment. That's what he called it. <laughs> yeah, bullshit assignment. Dot, dot. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm then, with you. So then, the, so then the teacher says, Justin, um, don't really think that's really appropriate unless you'd like to explain, uh, you know, why you named it that. And so then, so he he responds. Um, so this assignment didn't teach me anything, um, didn't prepare me for the test, has no relevance in my life, uh, was basically a waste of my time. So therefore, I have concluded that this assignment is bullshit. Okay. Well, that's a fair enough answer. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Uh, Except that, 
you, you know, it's one thing to think that. It's quite another to say it. True. Quite another yet to write it in an email and send it to the teacher, which then <laughs> can be sent to said parent as evidence of why Justin failed the class. Right, right. So, genius boy number three. Um, given that you know that we got the the situation here, I I asked the teacher like, what what can we do? And he, can he can he retake the test? Is that no? He can uh, take the class again um, next year. I should take this. He must use a junior. He was a junior when this happened, so I don't want to use a senior. So he can take the class again next year, uh, or he can take summer class. Yeah, basically wow. take the, equivalent, the equivalent of you know the class just take it during the summer. So I'm thinking, excellent, this is one of these situations. I don't have to come down hard on him. Life will be the teacher. Uh, tell Justin his options. It's like, sorry there, buddy. Looks like you're going to summer school, Mr. <laughs> Smarty Pants. Yeah, Mr. And, Smartassy Pants. Smartassy Pants, yeah. <laughs> so that. starting on, you know, so, so he gets his, you know, school ends and, you know, he gets his week off and then summer school kicks in and he shows up on a Monday and, and his routine is supposed to be something like a, you know, show up three days a week and, and it'll, he'll be done in, you know, eight weeks or something like that. You know, so it's something that takes the majority of the summer, um, but it's, but it is something that you, you know, you kind of go at your own pace. Um, the expect, again, the expectation is it's, you know, it's, it's a couple hours a day, three times a week, you know, over the course of eight weeks. So he goes in on day one goes in on day two, day three, he stays home. And I'm like, hey, genius boy, like, don't you want to like keep going? Um, kind of in the routine, may as well just like plow through it and get it done. And he says that I'm done. Uh -oh. I'm like, you're, you're done. You're done with your coursework for the week. He's like, no, dad, I'm done for the semester. I'm like, so hang on, you're telling me that you just progressed through the equivalent of an entire semester of high school history in two days. It's like, yeah. So like, you're done. Yeah. What does that say for high school history? I think it'd be taught in two days. Yeah. In a whole bunch of time. No yeah, doubt. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So the, 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 the excellent plan of letting life be the teacher only really taught him that he, in fact, did call like out a he. bullshit assignment and beat the system. <laughs> So. <laughs> so in some respects genius boy three did in fact earn his title wow i think this is why i've been hearing from a few people who are doing like homeschooling with their kids and they're like what the fuck we're done in 10 minutes <laughs> thank you so much to our sponsor the happy self-publisher if you've ever dreamed of writing a book be sure to join the free 14-day writing challenge and get started now just visit thehappyselfpublisher.com and sign up today. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, Holy shit, I struck gold. <laughs> I mean, no, turquoise. How in the hell did I get here? Hey, again, as a healer, I feel like it's more important now than ever that we find reasons to laugh. Laughter is healing and joy is good medicine. So if you can please keep sharing this podcast, I mean, just tell one friend. Like I said, right now is a great time to focus on what brings you joy. And if we're one of those things, please pass it on. Thank you.
And thank you, Silent Partner, for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library. Find the links in our show notes. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing help from Carrie Floden.